What's up, party people? Welcome to another episode of SVT Podcast. I am Vince in the driver's seat today. I got Tyler. He's sipping on a beer. How's it going, Tyler? It is a Guinness, and it feels appropriate for wintertime. You know, I have Fair. winter ale too, but but this feels appropriate. Yeah, 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 sure. Absolutely. We have Tim on the ones and twos. How's it what? going, Tim? It's going good. And yes, Guinness is a uh, top of my list in terms of beer year round. It does not matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't miss much. Uh, Sam is still on assignment, and that assignment is to get healthy. So um, we're going to officially on the uh, the 10 day. Yeah, uh, well, he, well, I mean, we put him on the 10 day injured list uh, last week, um, but he's going to be coming off this week. So he should be back next week. So, well, he's he's officially day to day as as the reports would go. He, yeah, he, yeah, he's day to day at this point. So um, you better just come- need him to get that last little bit of um, strength ready and he'll be good to go. Sam, you better come in strong or we're going to trade your ass. <laughs> oh tim with the fire i love I know, it right it's we're gonna call it sam's uh michael J- michael jordan flu uh podcast yeah, it's, it's his flu it's his flu uh, game that's what's happening here there uh, next week. all right um so the first thing we do every week is we dive into the nfl and their scores and uh let's start on thursday buffalo beat new england 24 to 10 not much really to say about that other than buffalo did its thing on Sunday, we had Minnesota beat New York Jets 27 White almost pulled it off, man. He almost he, pulled it off. My, Mike White, uh, big dong sensation, man. I swear to God, that guy just like giant balls of steel on that, man. We, we call him uh, Mike Anglo-Saxon around here. <laughs> I love it. All right, Green Bay over Chicago 28-19. Baltimore over Denver 10-9. Oh, it's a big loss, though. They ended up losing uh, their their quarterback there, yes. so it was a yeah, big Le- loss. You don't have to tell me. Lamar Jackson's on one of my fantasy teams. I know th- I know that pain very very well. Uh, <laughs> Detroit all over Jacksonville, forty to fourteen. I thought that that one was going to be a little bit closer in a shootout. Nope, just uh, only Detroit got the memo about uh, bringing the offense. Uh, Washington and New York Giants decided to have a little tie fest. I'll take to it. Twenty. I'll take um, it. My division, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, that's basically puts them both a, a half a game further away from you. So um, I don't know how well that works out. It's, it's just going to make seeding really weird uh, when playoffs uh, actually start. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh over Atlanta, 19 to 16. Cleveland over Houston, 27 14. Seattle over the Los Angeles Rams. 27 23 i needed seattle to lose and it didn't happen yeah not quite uh cincinnati over kansas city 27 24 that's three straight games cincinnati has beat kansas city uh all in this calendar year of 2022 which is wild you got a playoff game in there they met up at the end of last year which yep happened to fall in january and here we are in december uh sam is you know celebrating while sick uh las vegas beat the chargers 27 20 uh dallas in a laugher 54 to 19 over indianapolis that was scoregami that's the first time that score has ever happened in nfl history 54 really? to 19 yep hmm, yep we had we had a scoregami uh the monday night game is tampa bay hosting new orleans and so now we turn to our teams Tyler wanted to go first. His Eagles, they come away with a huge win, 35-10 over Tennessee uh, in the in the A.J. Brown revenge game. Yeah, that was that was basically what you call it. That was the A.J. Brown revenge game. He had two touchdowns, talked a lot of smack. Our fans talked a lot of smack to the, to the uh, Titans owners. Definitely used a couple of uh, birds were flown into the air that were on their hands, not just Colorful in their Colorful metaphors. Colorful yeah. metaphors is what I like to call them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was great. It was everything you needed. Um, even, uh, you know, Devontae Smith went for over 100 yards. So it, it was a a game that I guess maybe the Titans and everybody else predicted would be a run fest type of game, especially with Derrick Henry and the way that the Eagles run their offense. And it was quite the opposite. Derrick Henry had, I think, like 24 yards on like 15 carries, something stupid like that. And then on top of that, uh, the Eagles went for over 300 yards in passing yards. So I take it. I'll take every notion of it. It puts us one, one game closer to having that number one seed and the, and the first week by I'll take every bit of it. So, um, but I mean, you know, 
things could be worse. You could be looking on the 49ers side. How are we doing over there? Okay, so the 49ers did come away with the win, 33-17 over Miami. It came at a cost. We've said this before. We're saying it again. Um, the 49ers starting quarterback is out for the year. Sounds familiar. Um, so this time it's Jimmy Garoppolo. He is he broke his foot. Um, this is something that I mean, I, I had concerns about his ability to stay healthy. And uh, I mean, that's part of the reason why they, they restructured the contract the way they did was if you play 75% of the snaps in a game, you get the full, you know, whatever it was, million dollars or whatever. And right. that was per game, basically. So at this point, uh, they're done paying Jimmy for the year. Um, and there were there were talks about him maybe possibly coming back next season. And all that talk happened, obviously, before this game started. So I don't know where that stands. That's not really all that important. What is kind of important is who's playing quarterback next. And Brock Purdy. Uh, he looked Purdy. Mis- Mr. Mr. Irrelevant, um, Mr. Relevant, excuse me. Now, uh, yeah. the last pick of the NFL draft this year, he finds himself. He's I saw actually saw this. He's the first ever Mr. Irrelevant, which is the last pick in the NFL draft to throw a touchdown in the NFL. Wow. No, no, no other Mr. Irrelevant has like because I mean, you get a lot of like undrafted guys like Tony Romo was undrafted. He threw plenty of touchdowns, but never the last pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I have two questions. So that's interesting. Yeah. So the 49ers were, I wouldn't say they were the number one option because obviously the Eagles are going to be the number one option, but they were still one of the teams that were considered possibly making it all the way through into the Super Bowl. Um, They're a trendy you, pick. Yeah. Right. Do you still have that same feeling? Because I know that you weren't high on Jimmy. Neither was I, but do you yeah. still have that same feeling? I honestly feel like they're pretty much in the same spot they were before. Um Brock Purdy, at least today uh, in this game, uh, he showed that he's unafraid to throw some balls into some tight windows, uh, which mean which may mean some more interceptions than what Jimmy was throwing. But also, you know, you're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit further down the field than Jimmy, but you're also going to have, you know, risk of turnovers and such. So in terms of Kyle Shanahan does a pretty good job of, making sure that the player stays within himself and uh, has the best chance to succeed. So I I, I basically see the playbook being scaled down a bit. Um, He's still going to include some of the deep shots here and there that, that basically that Jimmy won't, won't throw. So I think, I think it's kind of a lateral move if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be different strengths, different weaknesses, but correct in terms of, Overall, what I expect, it's going to be about the same of, of what I expect. I don't know if the uh, if the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. It was never going to be because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. It was going to be because of the defense. It was going to be because of the running game, which they augmented heavily by adding Christian McCaffrey. So if, if it's going to happen, it's still on track to happen because I don't see this as much of a downgrade. This is essentially I view it as a lateral move. And now you're getting a guy who was a seventh round pick, uh, mm-hmm. but a guy that the team, you know, they, they liked him and they kept him on. He, he survived training camp. He was on the team. They, they decided to keep three quarterbacks instead of putting him on, trying to hide him on the practice squad. So they yeah, do I, have some belief in him. I think one of the telling things for me was that after the game, you know, you could think of like Deion Sanders back when his quarterback went down and, and, you know, there was the whole notion of, Oh, it's over. You know, I'm not going to get my touches, this and that. And, you know, the season's over, but watching the 49ers post game, not a single wide receiver running back or anyone, the team was down that, that they thought they were going to lose the season. Now. I think the interesting was, is that a lot of them were sympathetic and, you know, they felt really bad for Jimmy knowing that everything that Jimmy's been through, because reality, reality, like what Jimmy's been through, it's, it's really unseen in the NFL to be, you know, a Super Bowl quarterback to being basically ousted by the organization and, and fans alike. And then all of a sudden be beloved because, you know, he was the best option and he just fell back into your laps to now, you know, being hurt again. And it's, 
it's a roller coaster of emotion for Jimmy. I can't imagine what he's going through right now, um, going forward, knowing what his future may like may now be because there was talks about reuniting. That's probably not going to happen now. So, you know, shout out to him. But but also that the, the team came together and said, you know, we feel bad for Jimmy. Everything he's been through. But not a single player thought their season was over. You've lost two quarterbacks, two of your best players, and everyone still thinks it's, you know, business yep. as usual. Still We're in it. Get right back into us. It's yeah. still good. It's still good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next man up. Um, you know, they, they still do have a shot. Um, I obviously it's a lot of pressure for a seventh round rookie quarterback a lot. to step into the shoes of a you know and lead a team to the playoffs and possibly to the Super Bowl. That's your goal, right? That's the stated objective at the beginning of the year. And they're they're one of the teams that everybody talks about. They're talking about the Niners. They're talking about the Eagles out of the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, Minnesota as well is a little bit more overlooked than the other two. But, I mean, th- those are your three top teams in the yep. NFC right now. Um, so, I mean, this is, this is an astronomically difficult situation for a first-year player to find himself in. But um, – I, I do believe Kyle will scale down the playbook. Like I said, he's going to yeah. make sure he doesn't try to do too much all at once. He doesn't have to win the game on the first snap, you know, and that's what Kyle is going to be really good about is having those, you know, they, everybody comes in with their scripted plays, the first 15 or so plays. And I think Brock Purdy is going to be set up to succeed as best as he can, uh, as best as he can. Right. I, I really I'm interested to see how he plays and what it means going forward. I mean, if he plays well, that could be a trade piece, you know, because you have, you have Trey Lance coming back next year. I mean, if you decide, Hey, if somebody's like desperate for a quarterback looking at Carolina, you know, um, if they get, if, if Brock Purdy plays well, they may overpay for him. You know, they, they, uh, it, it, you know, you never know. They may be willing to give you a second rounder for him for a seventh round pick. So, you know, yeah. who knows? I don't know what the future holds. Um, I hope it holds a lot of, a lot more W's. Um, and uh, my confidence is not shaken. I was probably in terms of feeling like the Niners would make the Super Bowl. I picked them to do it. I was feeling like, you know, they got a pretty good shot. It's probably 50, 50 going into this game. I'm leaving 45 55 I think you do it is a little bit of a downgrade because he is a rookie but right. I'm not like terribly shaken I still think the Niners have a really good shot at it you know? yeah I mean you got great weapons you got Kittle you've got uh Ayuk you've got McCaffrey um even that uh the rookie uh running back that they have he's not bad looking either he looks kind of a uh, Jordan Jordan Mason was uh absolutely every time he touched the ball uh, he yeah. had juice man he had some juice. I'm looking forward to seeing that too, you know? Yeah. I, I see why the four ers moved on from, from Jeff Wilson, although Jeff Wilson, they do seem like very power or similar running backs, the, you know, power uh, running backs, but, um, but I could see why they went with the younger talent and, you know, the more promising future. So um, it's interesting. So I still think they have it. You got one of the best defenses in, in the league. Uh, you know, I, to say that you're going to beat like the Eagles, for instance, I think that's a tall task. Um, Eagles have a stout defense, although the run game could could do some with improving, but um, uh, the run defense, I should say. Right. But yeah. uh, we didn't have the luxury of being able to see each other this year. So like, you know, the we, we got to play, the Eagles got to play um, the Seahawks, I believe it is. And, but we didn't get to play anyone else in the West. So Right. There's no real yeah. measuring stick. So it, it, it should be fun. I, I enjoy the rest of the season and what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to, yeah. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that, uh, do we need to cover Voldemort himself? I just want to see what he's going to do yeah, going forward. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he who must not be named, we're going to name him right now, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. He did have his first start as the, Cleveland Browns uh, quarterback and he played like shit. Absolute dog shit. Um, uh, they ended up winning the game anyway because they were playing Houston, which the entire franchise is dog shit. So um, yeah, I don't uh, I, I, I don't like talking about him. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, 
So let's turn our attention to something a little bit, you know, it's it's a little sad, but also it's kind of what we expected. It's the Men's World Cup. The U.S. Men's National Team, they end up losing on Saturday 3-1 to the Netherlands in the first round of the knockout stage. And, I mean, if I'm being honest, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. This is This yep. is what I expected going into the World Cup was them to advance to the knockout round anything less than that would have been disaster going into hosting next world cup anything further than the first round of the knockout stage would have been icing on the cake that's house money you know whatever i'm loving it uh so this is what i expected this is what i got i am i'm satisfied with what we ended up getting i just wish that uh u.s men could find somebody who could score you know um, outside of Pulisic, who, um, you know, we, we talked about, he put his nuts on the line for this team. Um, <laughs> Vince is forgetting the most important part about this whole ordeal. Vince and I went to go watch the game at 7 a.m. together. That's right, we did. We went to a pizza <laughs> place uh, out in the East Bay, and we uh, we were there. We got some breakfast pizza. We got mimosas. Uh, yeah. Tyler had another beer after that. I had a – I was – throwing down Mr. Pibbs because they didn't have Dr. Pepper. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, uh, we, we still had a lot of fun uh, out there. It was a rainy Saturday morning, mm-hmm. um, but uh, everybody was really hyped when the U.S. got that goal to bring it to two to one, that place erupted. You, you Yeah. They, they nearly blew the top off of that pizza place. I tell you, man, like soccer fans are another breed. Um, and we, we had a lot of fun uh, out there amongst the people. Uh, watching it from our little corner booth, uh, getting hyped, man. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, I did enjoy that. That's one of the things that when I think about, you know, eight years ago when I stumbled into a bar and the World Cup was going on and Landon Donovan and, and all those guys were on the team was how electric and how much fun it was to watch the USA play and not only score a goal. When they score a goal, it's it's the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. So, and it's just great to see that that energy is still prevalent. Um and I, I had a blast, man. I mean, I, I did expect us to leave in the first round. I, I did expect Netherlands was probably the best matchup we matchup we could have had outside of maybe uh, maybe South Korea would have been a good matchup for us. But other than that, we were probably going to get dominated by pretty much every single team that was yeah, in the de- World definitely Cup. every European and South American team. Like I think Brazil was up four nothing when I last checked. I don't even know what that final score was. They finished they were- out four one. They they destroyed them. Brazil. Yeah. There was okay. So t- today's game was Brazil uh, versus South Korea, and Brazil went up four zero in the first half. So they didn't yeah. score a goal in the second half. So South Korea obviously made their adjustments. But one of the things was that Neymar came back. He had that nagging leg injury, and he came back for this game, scored a goal for them, the second goal for them, on a penalty kick. And there's a video that's going around, and I can't remember the, the player's name, but he was a middle fielder for, the, uh, for Brazil. He's got his back towards Neymar and just dancing because he knows that Neymar's going to score the goal. And guess what? Yeah. Neymar scored the goal. Yeah, that's like um, when – uh, when any Warriors player that's not Steph Curry turns around and starts going to play defense because Steph's about to shoot a three and they yep. know it's going in, you know, I don't even need to see it go down. I know it's happening, you know. Yep. It's it's, it's the same energy and I love it, you know. I yeah. love the the cockiness and the just the fun that they have when they're playing. Uh, these soccer players, they have fun, man. You can yeah. tell it's not boring and stiff like baseball. Um, these guys love the game they play and they have fun doing it. It is, yeah. it is a treat. Well, one thing I want to talk to you about was that you and I kind of discussed it, but you and I don't think, you know, uh, Berhalter is, is the coach and should be the coach. You think you and I think that we should probably move on. I, and I, I would agree with you, but the only problem that's pulling me back is that who's, who's willing to want to coach the U S men's team is one right. thing. And two, maybe Berhalter is, is our, you know, you know, our, our, our Jackson here, he's going to just be the stopgap as a coach until we get one that takes us over to the top, you know, just instill the culture that needs to be instilled and then right. have somebody else take over. I mean, it's, it, it it's weird that you say that because I mean, he's Berhalter got him playing defense really well. They, they, mm-hmm. they did outside of this Netherlands game. Um, I think they allowed only what one goal in the, in the, not in the group stage, just one goal. I mean, it, over three games, like, uh, the U.S. played defense really well. Uh, 
except for this last game. But I mean, so you get him playing defense like Mark Jackson. He got the Warriors to actually play defense after uh, Don Nelson came in and just said, just start fucking shooting. Yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, Steve Kerr. Yeah. So yeah. Can us men find their Steve Kerr? You know, that'd be nice to see. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, I would love to see that. I'd love to see somebody a little bit more offensive minded um, come to the reins, but is able to keep the defensive strength that they, uh, that the U S men's team showed throughout the entire tournament, basically. Yeah. I think, you know, the, our midfielders was probably one of the best in the, in the field out there. Um, offensively, we're just, we're terrible. You know, you, you can't have Pulisic be the only guy. They're just going to target him whole game. And to your point, we just need another attacker. That's all. We just need another uh, striker. Yep, exactly. Um, oh. uh, I, I, I said the magic word uh, baseball. So let's, Let's just do it. Let's turn our attention to baseball. We got the MLB hot stove. We have uh, we have some big names signing in some new places. Trey Turner going to Philly for eleven years, three hundred bill. I'm bummed. Oh. I'm uh, bummed because he was targeted by Padres, and then the Padres didn't get a chance to get him. So it's fine. It's yeah, whatever. that's all right. Um, he's. I mean, that's not the first time the Phillies have shelled out three hundred mil for a player. Um, that's Bryce a Harper. bargain he's not even 30 million a year yeah yeah he's a little under 30 million a year so it's, uh, 27 28 mil a year something like that they, they locked up Trey Turner to he's like 40 <laughs> yep I mean that's what these big 10 year 11 year contracts do 14 years for Mike Trout I mean you you basically lock them up for their career uh till they turn 40 and that's about the shelf life of most major league baseball players none of them really play past 40 Unless you think, you're uh, uh, big sexy. Yeah, you could think uh, Albert Pujols for that. He was like one of the first people to do a 10-year contract. Mm-hmm. Big sexy. Yeah. I think big sexy's still playing. I think he's playing in some like uh, Dominican- uh some Mexican league, uh, Dominican yeah. league, maybe something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um uh, him, so, uh, him, 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 him and Alberta Cayaspo, I think, are still playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh did you hear uh, so- that Alberto Cayaspo uh going off a little bit tangent, but did you hear that? The only one of the reasons why he played for so long is because he has like 12 kids and he has to play, he has to pay child support for them. Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? It, okay. If you can, if you get teams willing to sign you and you're willing to, you're able to put up numbers for them, good on you, man. Get paid, get that money. Um, you know, take care of your kids. Love it, man. I love well, that energy. He, he already put up some numbers, so he's got to, you know, put up some numbers. That's right. Yeah. You know I, what heard, I mean, we had a, we had a, I had a friend that, uh, who worked for the A's and it was like they basically wrote the checks and like Alberto Cayaspo had so much money taken out from child support that he really wasn't getting paid a whole lot like I know it was like a multi-million dollar contract but he really wasn't getting a paid a whole lot per contract from what I understand right, right. yeah you know okay. what they say <laughs> wrap it up kids wrap it up that's right <laughs> right um Verlander, Sorry. Justin Verlander, moving on. No, I'm just going to make the clunkiest transition ever. Uh, Justin Verlander is going to my Mets. Um, I don't know if they're going to still be my Mets. I still have to decide that. I, I signed on for a one-year contract with them. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, two years, $86 million for Verlander. He's reunited with uh, Max Scherzer. Um, so maybe they'll find that old Detroit magic uh, you know, in New York. We'll see. He wanted to go somewhere that was, you know, less pressure, I think. What is Cohen doing? He's got two pitchers that are clearly overpaid and over the hill. I hate to say it. Verlander is a great pitcher. So is Max Scherzer. But you're expecting to pitch 20-odd games and then pitch deep into the playoffs? You're crazy. You're insane. Not at that age. No, well, I mean, he could have spent that money on Jacob DeGrom, but the Rangers decided to give him five years and 185 million. Where are they getting the money? I don't know, man. Um, Do do they, does the owners of the Rangers like own oil fields in Texas too? I mean, dear God. Well, they have $500 million up in Simeon and uh, 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 John Blank on the, on the, on the second baseman. But anyways, Um, between the two of them, Seager, Seager and, um, and now 185 million to their pitch. How much money do they get? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, we'll see. <laughs> um, we'll see if this helps. Um, Jacob Degrom, obviously, when he's right, he's a top top of the line pitcher. The problem is he's hasn't been right. He's been injured a lot, and 
That is an awful big risk uh, for a 35 year old pitcher. Five yeah. years, 185 million. I had to say it again because I just I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't blame Jacob Degrom for taking that money either because all these baseball contracts, all of them are guaranteed. guaranteed. Man. So that's he's he's getting 185 million to just hang out in Texas for five years. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think just a combination of Jacob just throwing so hard, you know, 100 plus miles an hour, a 90 mile an hour slider, you know, things of that nature. Just... Oh, his stuff is, uh, you know, untouchable when he's right, you know, when he's healthy. right. But I think that's also his downfall, too. You know, the UCL just can't take that much work and wear and tear when you're throwing the ball that hard, you know, especially yeah. when you're 35. Like, mm-hmm. my arm gets tired throwing the ball 20 times in a row. And I'm I done. mean, when uh, I when I was like 14, I could throw like, I, I could consistently throw 70 and I could touch like 75 um, when I was 14. And then my shoulder started like going bad because I didn't know how to take care of it. Right now, mm-hmm. if I touch 50 miles an hour, my shoulder basically explodes for the day and I'm done. So um, you, you got to really take care of your arm guys. Um, if you're, if you're and it, even if you're not a pitcher, if you're like a third baseman or an outfielder, still got to ice up that arm, you kids, you know, really take care of yourself. Otherwise you'll be, you know, you'll throw out your shoulder, lifting up a piece of paper, you know, who knows <laughs> <laughs> really just take care of yourself, kids. Yeah. Um, uh, one more baseball note, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were not inducted into the hall of fame. By the committee. Yeah. I'm not surprised that didn't happen. Fred McGriff ended up being the only player that they added to this, uh, hall of fame class. The next chance will be for, uh, in 2026 for them. Basically, they're on a cycle where every year it'll be um, a player that played post 1980, a player that uh, that that was this time. The next the next year, they'll be looking at umpires, managers, basically non-players to elect into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and then the year after that will be players pre 1980. And so the next so they're just going to keep on this three year cycle. So every three years will be the next chance for Bonds, Clemens, uh, whoever else uh, is part of this. Uh, Kurt Schilling is another one. He'll never uh, make it. Yeah, I mean, he's... The shit he did off the field. I mean, I know yeah, he's he, he is to his baseball life, but still. Way too much of an asshole. Um, and, and, uh, and, and not even in a fun, cheeky way like Bonds was. You know, he was just like, just a terrible human being. And yep. And that's going to keep, that's going to keep him out for a long, long time. Um, Barry Bonds was a dick to the press and he used steroids allegedly, but we know. Um, we know. So that was, it's the same thing with Clemens. He was a dick and he, and that's why they didn't get in. There's Although a, Bonds, like those numbers, they were starting to turn around. Like, I think this last time he was uh-huh. like at 66 or something like that, like 65%. So like he's getting there, but then like his time ran up. You only have ten years of eligibility. We basically just have to wait for all the uh, all the old writers to die yeah. off, and then yeah, I mean, so in. three years from now, maybe some of those okay. dinosaurs are gone, and then um, we'll see what happens with uh, Bonds and Clemens. Those guys, I, I don't care if they yeah. use steroids; they belong in the Hall of Fame. Those you can't yeah. tell the history of baseball without talking about them. Right? Sure, they're, they're too yeah. integral, and I, I don't care if they were dicks. Ty Cobb was an open racist, you know. And Barry he, Bonds was an alcoholic and a and a domestic abuser. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there yeah. are some there are some absolutely shady people in the baseball hall of fame. You can't like, you know, you know, fart sniffing out of wine glasses with, you know, like, oh, these guys are, you know, like those guys are steroid users, so we can't use no, I mean. Do we know what was in the hot dogs that Babe Ruth was chomping down on in the middle of the third inning, man? Like, oh yeah, dear God, how how uh, immature is this? Like, I so I thought, okay, they didn't get in because of the steroids, and then you're like, no, the people just got their feelings hurt. What That's exactly? Uh, it's, it, it, they, they got their feelings hurt, so they were looking for any reason at all to keep the, them out. The problem is that he was such a dick to the press, but the press are the ones that vote you in the hall of fame, the, the yeah. writers. So yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, but even that, I, I don't, I, okay. It's an archaic know. system that I don't think should be the way it's, I don't think that's how it should become. I think voter, I think the writers should get a vote, but it should only be a small percentage. Yeah. yeah it, sh- it shouldn't be a hundred percent of their, vo- of the vote. It should be 
like we talk about there's a committee set up for the old timers and whatnot. So maybe that could be part of it. The writers, current hall of famers, you know, um, as well. So, you know, and anybody who's a hall of famer, who's alive should have a vote as well. In my opinion, you know, um, it's their club, you know, yeah. I, I mean, th- th- there's, there's ways around it. I think the NFL does a pretty good job of it. There's always a minimum amount of players that get elected every year as well. Baseball, there's times when nobody gets in, you know, yep. and how, how does that help the game? Right. How does that help you? I don't understand. The um, way it should be is writers should get 10%, you know, hall of famers select players and coaches that say they're in, you know, the, this, they're ahead of some department in the players association, right? They should probably get like maybe a 10% or 15%. And then us, the fans should be able to get a chance. So we should get like, you know, maybe a 5% vote. Give us a chance. Let us yeah. be the one that yeah. sways. Them. We're say, the one that yeah. watched them and paid the money yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if somebody gets, you know, 95% of the fan vote, for example, I don't think bonds would ever get that much, but like just right. for an example, if somebody clears ninety percent of the fan vote, then I think that that should you know let that should inform some of the other voters that say, hey, literally everybody who watches and gives a shit about baseball thinks this guy belongs in. Maybe we should fucking listen. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thought I had uh, for the writers to try to figure out like you know who's voting on these players. If there's a player. That gets, I don't know, like it could be 90%, it could be 95%, I don't know what the number is. But if there's a player that gets 95% of the vote to get elected and you voted no, I think yeah. you should get your vote revoked. I agree. Like, I mean, the, uh, once if, if, if you get a group of 20 people and 19 of them said this guy's a Hall of Famer and you're just going to be like, no, I don't want uh, no, no. I'm, I, maybe, I, maybe you don't like them and so you're going to say no it's a first timer but then i'll vote for him next time i think you should get your vote revoked because you clearly don't know what it is to be a hall of famer you're just being biased and i mean i think about who are the two people that decided that you know uh greg maddox wasn't a hall of famer you know he, he was like like i there was there was a thousand people that voted and only two of them said no and that that basically kept him from being the first unanimous hall of fame vote and I just want to know, like, I, I, I what I call them, uh, farts, uh, people who sniff farts out of wine glasses. Like, yeah. I, I'm so fucking over. The, the popular baseball. vote, bring back, or bring in the popular vote. Yeah, it, part <laughs> of it is they need to hit 75%, so that it's a really high threshold, which I get, you know, yeah. and, and I actually, in, in a way, I do respect it because you do want to, uh, you're either a small Hall of Fame guy or a big Hall of Fame guy. I think I'm more of a bigger one. Cause I think it's more important to like tell the story. It gets, you know, fans more yeah. engaged with more players involved, but if you're going to be a small hall guy, you still have to have some common sense. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. No, we true. ranted about the hall of fame long enough. Um, I think it's time to move on to a little bit of basketball. We'll hit the hardwood. The warriors over the last week went two and one. They lost at Dallas 116 to 113. There's that road loss again. But then they come home, they win against Chicago, 119 to 111. They win against Houston, 120 to 101. They're currently 13 and 11. They sit sixth in the West. They're climbing again. They're still climbing. Um, I just I just want to give a shout out to the Sacramento Kings as well. Um, they are rolling. They are currently in fifth, right above the Warriors. They also played the Lakers this past week. And they were in L.A., and uh, the whole crowd started yelling, light that torch, light the torch, which is the synonymous <laughs> phrase that's been going around in Sacramento the last few years of light the torch. That's that's their thing, their catchphrase. And when you're in L.A. and you're the Kings and you get the fan base to yell that out, the Kings are on their way. They're doing something right over there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. taken them 20 years, but they're finally getting something right, man. Um if the Kings are good at the same time as the Warriors being good, I, that's really good for NorCal basketball. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're talking, it's not, it's not even a two hour drive for us in the Bay area to get up to Sacramento. My brother lives up there. I know exactly, you know, how long it takes to get up there uh, without traffic. So if, if you got a rivalry built where you can go to each other's stadium 
uh, to each other's arena and play. That's awesome. And I yeah. love that for building the game of basket for building basketball at even like at the youth level. If you've got the Kings, you know, working out in Sacramento, building up, you know, all the uh, getting youth excited about basketball. Obviously, the Warriors have done their part here the last decade, really building up the excitement of basketball in the Bay Area, it's an area that was doing pretty good you know, popularity wise, even without the Warriors being good for the, for the first 35, you know, 32 years of my life, at least they were shit. And then they get good and they start winning titles and it just, it exploded even more. So having a close rivalry, a geographic rivalry, I really love that, man. Yeah, I do um, too. I look I also forward, think... I look forward to hating the Kings, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not there yet. I'm not emotionally there yet, but if, if, if we get some like important rivalries building, like, like this rivalry build up, man, I'm really excited for that. That's going to be need, an amazing time. I need some hometown hate. Come on. Come That's on. right. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. want to, I, I, I want the Kings to be good enough to like go toe to toe with the Warriors and like meet in the playoffs and have a hard, you know, six game, seven game series where they just come out hating each other by the end. Um, I would I do. love that, you know. I, I think Mike Brown's got them playing right. I my only gripe is that I wish that we could watch some Kings games. You know, I know it's a blackout market deal, but I would love to watch some Kings games. It's better than what the Lakers got going on, and they're always <laughs> on prime time, and they're terrible. They're absolute yeah. dog shit. Yeah, I mean the Lakers are on prime time because they're the Lakers. Um, that's the that's another beautiful thing about um the NBA schedule is they can flex those games into like prime time coverage. Yep. really easily you know tnt like in espn they lay their claims out to the all these games or whatever they they can you know if, if a team they think is good ends up being bad they can take them out and put replace them with a team that is doing good a team yep. that's better than they expected so um i'm really excited to see you know more kings games you know for the city of sacramento they've been it's been 20 years since mike bibby was you know, playing Chris Weber, Peja Stoyakovich, those guys, you know? So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that, you know, possibly finally having a rivalry worth writing home about, you know, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. I, I, I would love to see that. I, I do speaking of the Warriors. So I do wish to see more from them and I need to see them to stop fouling so much, you know, I know there's a free throw disparity that goes on when, when the Warriors seem to play everyone. It seems to be a, a three to one, not even maybe like a five to one, some games of, of a ratio that goes out. Um, I do think a lot of it is, is undisciplined plays by the Warriors, you know, fouling guys that are going for a layup that you, you either foul them or you let them go. You, you pick one, you know, two points, no points, just don't give up three points. Um, so I do want to see more from them. Um, I think the Warriors, ceiling is a lot higher than maybe I expected last week, maybe even two weeks ago. So I'm looking forward to watching more games. There's a game tonight. I, I can't remember who they're playing. Is it Utah? I can't remember who they're playing tonight. Um, but that being the case is that, you know, I just need to see better defensively. Offensively, they're coming along. You know, Clay's shot is – it's coming along better. It does have some nights where it's off. Um, Jordan Poole is starting to look pretty good. He's starting to be able to splash around. Oh, they're, they're playing. Uh, they're playing Indi uh, Indiana. Uh, they got Indiana. they're they're in Utah on the seventh uh, tonight. They're they're playing. Uh, we're recording Monday night. Shocker. Um, so they're playing at Indianapolis uh, um, at home against Indiana. So there you go. That's yeah. Spit it out, Vin. Did you see the video? I know you did. Did you, Tim, see the video of of Steph Curry? He did a photo shoot with this magazine. I can't recall the name of the magazine. We'll have to look it up. But he I then was proceeded. SI. I think it was Sports Illustrated. Was it SI? He then proceeded um, after the photo shoot to take a rack of basketballs and shoot five of them, full, almost damn near full court. We'll, we'll call it, we'll give him a, an extra five feet of, of leeway that he was away from, from the baseline. Shot them in a row and made all five of them in a row and then proceeded to leave the building. <laughs> that man is not human it doesn't make oh, any he, here's the thing though here's the thing the video was one-handed it was fake i know but don't, don't <laughs> it's, it's fake but but it, it was really good video really good content and uh 
Um, uh, but the fact that it's not unbelievable is just a testament to that man, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you figure that he eats, breathes, sleeps basketball, that for him to do something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, of course he can. It would be a miracle if somebody like me did that. You'd be like, no way. Well, I mean, he, he's obviously <laughs> capable of making that shot. We've seen him make that shot. If Steph Curry is in the gym, he's in range. You know, yeah. that's the, yeah. is he <laughs> right. inside the building? That is his range. So I, I look forward to, you know, seeing him hit one of these for real, uh, yeah. you know, in the coming days, weeks, months. So, yeah, we, we could uh, press him. We could be like, hey, I know this video is fake, but uh, can you do this for real? Can you like actually just just do it? You know, make, make it a real video. <laughs> oh. Then he's looking at stats here. What you yeah, looking at? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got nothing. Never mind. Moving <laughs> on. I couldn't find. I couldn't find what I was looking for. We're 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 on to Cincinnati. Okay. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> I that love was, you, Ohio. Uh, the, <laughs> that was the uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, we, he was like, "We're on to Cincinnati." You know, like we're moving on. We're on to the next game. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. So, um. I think it's time we're going to turn our attention now to the ice and the sharks have been struggling uh, as we have documented, you know, every week Uh, they did win at Montreal for nothing, but then they have since dropped the next three games. They're all on the road at Toronto, three, one at Ottawa, five, two at Buffalo, six to three. They're currently eight wins, 16 losses four overtime losses. They're seventh in the Pacific. And it's, uh, I, I, I turned in to catch the end of the Buffalo game yesterday and Aaron Dell was in net. So, you know, it's not going good. Oh yeah. Um, Aaron Dell is the, he's the third string goalie. He's basically um, he's down. He, he usually plays with the Barracuda, the, the American hockey league affiliate um, for baseball player for, for people who are familiar with baseball, it's like the minor leaguers. Okay. Uh, and he's basically there in case there's injuries and they need somebody with at least some NHL experience and Aaron dealt like one of the goals that he led in, it was not good. He, it, it basically clanked off of his glove and went through uh, into the net. It, it's, oh, it's just one of those painful. things. It's like he's, <laughs> uh, he's washed, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but here we are, you know, I mean, it's, it, this is, this is a bad team with a couple of really good players um, but I, I got to tell you, Eric Carlson's not going anywhere. He's um, not. He should no. have been already been traded by now if that was the, the case. The, the, con- the contract mm-hmm. is just unmovable. Um, it is. And it's it's actually literally not movable. It, there's a no movement clause in it. You can't trade him without his permission. So um, if, if Eric Carlson is going to go somewhere, it's got to be somewhere with a lot of cap room and a place that he's willing to go. So I, I, I just, I don't know that any team with the cap room is going to be where he wants to go and any team that, you know, that he would want to go to doesn't have the cap room. You know, it's very chicken egg. Yeah. You know what time it is? What time is it? Does Vince have the standings up? For which, for, for what? For NHL. Um, uh, I can get them up real quick. Um, let me, it oh, is, we're, we're as we want to know, duck mm-hmm. hunt season. What is, is duck the duck hunt? hunt? Are we so, above the ducks? We are <laughs> above the ducks. Uh, yes. Let's see. Okay. We have, cool. uh, we're five points clear of them. Um, okay. So, so that's like that's a good. game and a half, two games, two games, two and a half games. Yeah. Two and a half, uh, two points for a win. One point for an overtime loss. So, okay. Um, okay. okay. So yeah, we're, we're five points clear of the uh, Anaheim fucks ducks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, and then suck, but we're, better <laughs> yeah yeah we just need to be better than than the anaheim ducks that that's that's our goal for the this year um, okay. how are the uh since i'm not on the train anymore but now i'm curious to see where that train is going how are the uh kraken doing they're they're in second in the pacific Damn, they're they are cracking there are four games out uh, there are four points out of first place golden showers have that uh the la kings have uh figured it out in this early part of the season they're in third uh, in the Pacific. The Oilers are in fourth, Flames, Canucks. So, yeah, all of Western Canada. So, you, you have 
it's kind of funny. You have the two newest teams in the NHL. Then you have the LA Kings. Then you have all of Western Canada. And then you have the Sharks and the Ducks. So in the standings. So that's, that's fun. <laughs> um, there's always next year, right? There's always two years from now. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're, I'm not we're even talking only, next We're year. only like like maybe what thirty close to thirty twenty eight games into this. I've already written the season off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. This season, a- anybody who has any realism in their eyes and hearts knew that this was not going to be that this is going to be really tough to be a good season. And even the most optimistic people, I, I like to think of myself as one of the more optimistic fans. But even I'm like, like going in, I mean, we have the tape, we can play it back if we need to, but we won't listen. Uh, it, it's just, it, they don't have it. There's just not enough good players, you know, uh, like we, our top line players just aren't good enough. And our depth is not good enough to match up with the rest of this, uh, the rest of the league. And there's a reason why the Sharks are near the bottom and why they're going to be in the mix for a top pick. So. Oh, we, we, we've said this already. The Rangers, I mean, not the Rangers. Well, it was basically their former coach and all that, but uh, he's just going to see what this year is and keep whatever talent he thinks is worth it. And we'll move on and he's going to build the team the way he sees fit. So that's kind of how we've been saying it. And that's exactly how it's going to happen. I, I will say um, the players are not quitting. You know, they, they are working hard. They're yeah. not good. They're not as good, but they are playing hard. They are working hard. Um, they got hard. David David Quinn has not lost this team yet, and um, as uh, I, I kind of just that, that's what I'm really going to be looking for is uh, as the season goes on, is are they still playing hard in February and March as they are at the beginning of December? You know, if they yep. are still playing hard, you know, for them, if they're even if they're not winning, if they're showing effort, if they're you know trying to make some plays, um, then obviously then then maybe David Quinn is the guy going forward, and. Uh, uh, we'll we'll just we'll just have to see how that goes. Does he lose the locker room? Sure. That's that's it. That's that's all I got, man. Yeah. Well, let's touch on to uh, some extra points that we got going on. All here. right. All right. The kicks um, are up and let's get good. <laughs> I don't know, Baker Mayfield something. has been uh, cut by the Panthers. I'm very happy that uh, Shanahan has come out and said that he likes Baker, but uh, no, thanks. So. Um, you don't have to worry about four four Niners fans. Baker Mayfield is not going to be wearing uh, red and gold. Yeah, yeah, they they opted for Josh Johnson instead. Um, so it's the fourth time that Josh Johnson has been on the Niners. Josh Johnson has played for fourteen different teams. That's not an exaggeration. That is a real number. Uh, he's he holds the record for most teams played for. Um, he's, he's what thirty four or something like that. Yeah, something like that. He is the definition of journeyman quarterback. Uh, Wow. He, but I mean, he keeps finding these jobs because, you know, he, he has Tim, some arm Tim, talent. You say, He's you say, good. wow, you say, wow. But let me tell you about being the best part of being, I would love to be a journeyman quarterback. You know why I get to sit on the bench and get paid and I don't have to do diddly squat. That's right. Okay, When yeah. you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, <laughs> you're, you're still getting paid millions of dollars, but you're not taking hits every, you know, you're not like even taking hits in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're you know, you know what you do you in practice. You, you just stand on the sideline and go, good job, man. Um, <laughs> here's your, your Microsoft surface tablet for you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> no, I, I mean, good. I'm just happy that the 49ers aren't going for, for Baker Mayfield. So thank God. Yeah. Um, All right. Deion Sanders is now the new head coach of the Colorado. Um, Buffaloes. Bu- Buffaloes. Thank you for the university uh, the of Colorado. Pack- 12 yeah. years pack 12 mm-hmm. pack 12 yes pack 12 i'm getting confused because pack 12 players aren't even or pack pack 12 teams aren't even in the pack 12 anymore now they're in the big 10 it, it's very confusing yeah but anyways um Deion sanders is uh was playing for a division two D- three two? no it was uh, he was coaching division uh three? it was championship subdivision uh it was Jackson. even below that Okay. Oh no 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 no! It wasn't. It was Division One B or what they One B. There you go. They used to call it One B, and now it's like Championship Subdivision, uh, Jackson State, I think. Right? Yeah. But yeah, he's not going to be there anymore. He's going to be in the Pac-12, and uh, he like you can check out his press conference uh, or not a press conference. He um 
he had a little team meeting and they recorded it. Um, and he's he's there to get these kids hyped up and maybe Colorado could be a force again. You know, not since the days of Cordell Stewart has Colorado mattered um, <laughs> for college football. And Coach Prime is going to try to make that happen. So uh, good I luck think- to him. Uh, except I, against I Cal. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Cal's a <laughs> go bears. Go yeah, bears. No, 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 no. Roll on you bears. Okay. No, 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 no. You, you know, when you were a kid and like you made like those little cement stones with your hands and you like wrote your name onto it. That's basically what the cow bears are to every football team. They're just a stepping stone for every other college football team here. So, um, ouch. Yeah. Out, but outside it's the of the, uh, outside of the, uh, the, the, the Jeff Tedford years, yeah, you're pretty much right. Um, I, I see no lies detected. Um. <laughs> Deion Sanders is, I think, one of the better coaches. He's, you know, he's not Jeff Saturday. So, ah, damn, got him again. We oh, lost 54 to 19. Um, Jeff Sunday is not the guy. So let's just looking at what Deion Sanders has done. He's basically come in this and said, I'm here to motivate boys to become men and make better life decisions in their life, not just be better football players. So, it's working out well for him. He seems to have had a lot of positive views where he was coaching previously. I hope he brings that here as well. Um, last bit of the order that's not on the dock that I just wanted to mention here was that Wrexham is now currently in second place in the uh, the uh, National Football League. It's really hard for me to – is it National Football League? I don't know if that's the name of it. Um, I think The that National might be League. The, the National, National League. League. The National League. Wow, that's – Weird. Anyways, uh, so Knotts County is in first place. Uh, they are currently uh, 48 points with Wrexham having 47 points. Really, reality is they just need Knotts to tie a game, lose a game, and Wrexham just needs to win a game back on top of the table. We have a lot of time on this. This the season goes until about, I think, March. So May. So, it's May. it's, it's okay. even further. It's like May. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of time. Uh, January 7th is going to be the Emirates FA, FA Cup the next matchup for uh, for Wrexham. So I will be on the shout out for that and the lookout for all of those games. And anything Wrexham, if you guys want to talk to us about, just let us know on our Twitter, you know, let us know on the Facebook. Let us know uh, on Instagram. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're not on Facebook yet. We're, we're on Instagram. You could message right. us individually on Facebook, but um, definitely you can check us out on Instagram at SVT Sports Pod. Um, we do still have the Twitter um, because Twitter still exists. Uh, for now, for now. Uh, that's uh, that is obviously a, a fluid situation, and um, we, we, Instagram's not going anywhere anytime soon. So definitely check us out there. You can also email us at svt uh, svtsportspod at gmail.com. Get that right, Vin. Uh, you can uh, slide into our DMs. We really look forward to interacting with you all there. All right, fellas. Well, uh, you guys have a wonderful night. I'm gonna go watch the Warriors and see if they can fix on what I would just tell them to do right now. So maybe they were listening to me. Who knows? Yeah, yeah that's right. We'll send it telepathically to them. They're, of they course, they're it. listening. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Um, we, yeah, we we have billions of listeners worldwide, man. We're we're, we're nationwide at least for sure. Shout um, out to uh, Virginia, shout out and Carolina, and, and, yeah. and Carolina, and was the other one? Uh, North North Carolina and South Carolina. Shout yeah. out to the Carolinas. Shout out, shout out, Carolina. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. You. Later. All right.